It's time for the Car Doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the Car Doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. And if you're saying, hmm, things sound a little funny there, I wonder where he is. Well, I'm at Expressway Toyota in Dorchester, and uh, I am with one of the sales guys, Vladimir Batiste, and we're going to be here for 90 minutes talking about cars and what's going on and what's on sale and uh first off let's say good morning to vlad good morning good morning how are you car doctor how you doing i'm doing good um first off i have to ask about your name (laughs) (laughs) so are you half russian half haitian not at all no No not at all no No? (laughs) just 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 like that your your parents just like the name well it's common in in haiti too it is okay okay all right i just because the only other vlad i know is russian so (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know and uh you know this is uh this is a good time to buy a car right now, too, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I came here today, and uh, I, I get to road test different cars, and as it turned out, I came here in a Toyota Camry today. Did you? And the uh, Toyota Camry's just, you know, the, the that mid-sized car market is so popular, but the Camry just does it every single day. It's it just sure it's, a, it's a good car. It sure does. Yeah. The Camry has been the number one car for a very long time yeah. now. Um, and, you know, people often compare it to the Accord, but if you look at recent uh, history in the Camry versus the Accord, uh, the Camry's doing pretty well. Yeah, and it's one of those cars that you kind of look at and you go, you know, that's, you know, the, the Camry The Camry is just, uh, you know, it's quiet, it's comfortable. Um, some people say maybe a little bit boring, but if you're looking for a car that just, you know, starts up and goes every day. The one I'm driving is the four-cylinder version, mm-hmm. and I actually opened the hood to make sure it was really a four-cylinder because it's got plenty of horsepower yep. and pretty much has been averaging a little bit over 30 miles per gallon the entire time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, People buy the Camry not for uh, style, I would say, but more for reliability and affordability. Yeah. Do you know and, what I mean? Yeah, and, that, and, that, and it's also different than some of the other cars. You keep it for five six seven ten years it holds its value it sure does yeah it sure does you must, you must like seeing customers come back oh yeah and uh you don't have a three-year-old camera you must be you must be waiting for them to come back just so you can <laughs> it back up and put it back on the lot absolutely yeah, yeah we got cameras coming all the time you know three hundred thousand miles three hundred fifty thousand yeah. miles and it's you know it's a common thing do you know what i mean yeah. so the camry's longevity yeah. is, is really high it, it, and then and then there's the camry hybrid version yeah which uh uh which is just a fantastic car. I was talking to, uh, and I don't know if you, you deal much with the taxi cab companies. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah and big. I was talking with the taxi cab guys, and they're like, they're like, these cars are great. Oh yeah, you know, they get really good gas mileage in it, and they figure it about four hundred thousand miles. They have to put a battery in it, but they've made they've they've made so much money with the car. And the last taxi cab guy I was talking to, who had a Camry hybrid, he said it never shuts off. He yeah. said twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. The only time they ever shut it off is the change 
change the oil and put gas in it. Yeah. And they said, we've been running them 350,000, 400,000 miles with no Absolutely. problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, if you look at the in New England, predominantly it is the Toyota Camry that, that runs the taxi business. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think we're like over 75% of New yeah. England is yeah. uh, Toyota Camrys. And, yeah, and I was talking to both... Uh, you know, one of the big taxi companies and one of the independent guys, and they said they said they they just they just like the car because of the dependability of it. Absolutely. So, yeah. And uh, and here at Toyota, you have something nobody else has, and that's an all-wheel drive minivan. You sure do. Yeah. yeah. Toyota so, Sienna. So for somebody who wants a minivan and they want to be able to conquer New England winters. The Sienna minivan is perfect. We sell a lot of Siennas. Yeah, I bet. I you bet. Know. And that, and that, you know, when I first saw the commercial a few years ago, and they talked about how luxurious it was, and then I, last year, two years ago, I guess, I, I was, I was in one for about a week, and uh, it's a Lexus of minivans. It's oh yeah, a, it's, a, it's Oh yeah, it's you can get them pretty well. The done Sienna up. is a perfect road trip car. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Very yeah. comfortable ride. Yeah. Very quiet. Uh, a lot of people buy the Sienna because of you know how how, how they feel yeah. when they drive it. Yeah. And uh, we're talking with Vladimir Batiste. He is one of the sales people here at Expressway Toyota. How long have you been here? About almost three years now. Three years. Yeah. 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 And uh, and what got you involved in car sales? I've always loved cars. Yeah. I've I've loved cars since I was a little kid. Yeah. And um, you know, I figured it, let, let me make it into a career. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? And. Uh, you got to put in a lot of hours, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. you got to put a lot of hours in, um, but it's worth it. Yeah, it yeah. Is. And uh, and this this dealership's been here for over twenty years. Over twenty years, yeah, yeah. 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 You uh, get to go up on top where the flying guys are. And yeah, yeah. We go up there this, sometimes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've done a few car shows on the roof. Yeah, yeah, uh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we definitely. If you got that's that's. Pretty what we're pretty, when people are driving by, they see yeah, the Superman, they, and yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's that, how they that's recognize. A, that was a, that was a really good idea, and and again, it, you've been here for a long time. You uh, you've been you've been here for three years, and in car dealer years, that's like twenty one years, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure is, right? The turnover is high. That's true, yeah. but yeah, uh, but I love what I do. Yeah. And I you absolutely. Get, and you get you got a good you got a good product here yeah. with Toyota. It's it's one of those it's one of those vehicles that you know that you can. You know whether it's you know whether it's a young couple that's coming in, a college kid that's coming in, yeah. or or uh, you know maybe maybe a senior that's coming in. You know you can sell them a Toyota, and oh, yeah. it's going to be a good quality car for the life of that vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I b- believe it. Uh, when I when I first started selling Toyotas, I didn't realize the quality of their product until you actually work for them and you go to the training yeah. and you see how much time yeah. that Toyota puts into yeah. their product. It, it really is fascinating. Yeah. I I know. Uh, I used to. I used to uh, the the public relations guy for Toyota who used to work out in New York. He was he used to be the editor of uh, Motor Magazine, so a technical guy. And I always used to ask him about some things about Toyotas, and he said, "I got to tell you," he said, "Toyota's the belt and suspenders company." He said, "You know, they don't just put a part in; they put a part in and put a backup part in, mm-hmm. just so they know that if anything happens, the car is going to be solid; it's going to be able to do what it needs to do." Mm-hmm. And he said, "We always think about how we're going to back up. You know, what's if anything does happen?" So, uh, you know, they, yeah, they really so they really looked that sort of stuff over as they're engineering the cars. Yeah. And you know, now we're uh, you know some people look at it and they go. Well, is there any difference? You know, you know, is uh, you know the cars made in the United States? All the Camrys are made here, and uh, and it, it's just the quality just seems consistent all it the is. time. Yeah, it is. The quality is extremely consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
what's kind of what, what what are some of the deals going on? Oh, there's a lot of deals going on yeah. right now. There's uh, some cash cash that Toyota's giving that is uh, unusual for uh, you know trying to k- yeah. kick off the season. Uh, there's twenty seven fifty on a Camry right now. Twenty seven fifty. Yeah. So Toyota's giving twenty seven fifty cash yep. to purchase a, a brand new Camry. Um, Seventeen fifty on Rav fours, um, Corollas. Um, uh, the Rav Four Hybrid's got a special on it right now. Um, there's there's quite a few unusual promotions that yeah. Toyota's doing just to kind of kick off the season. This is yeah. when it really starts. Well, there's, to there's a there's a new Camry come out in the future. Oh yeah, which means this one you can't get anymore. Yeah, tested out than this one is. Right. This is so they're starting you know, to clear them out. And, and like I said, the one that I'm driving. Um, you know, I've, I've only been driving them for a couple of days, and it is just, it, it's solid, and it's quiet, mm-hmm. and it's economical, mm-hmm. and uh, and I drive, I drive uh, my real job, uh, working for AAA, I drive about 100 miles round trip back and forth to work, Whoa. and uh, having a car, having a car that gets good gas mileage is, is important. I would and, imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and when I look at a car, when I look at a car like this, and I go, you know, this Camry just, it just does a good job, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's, it's just easy to see, but for people who maybe don't want to step up to the Camry, the Corolla is a good choice. And for people who have been around for a long time, um, if they had a Corolla back in the 80s, I mean a Camry back in the 80s, the Corolla is almost the same size as the old Camry. It one. sure is, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so true, yeah. Yeah. And you've and Toyota's made it a little bit, a little bit more modern looking, a little bit, you know, a little bit, a little bit fancier looking. It's right. Yeah. Well, they kind of you got to keep up with technology, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? And well, speaking of technology, Toyota's got all the safety features. Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of the cars now come with that stuff standard. Yeah. You know so I mean? you know, uh, collision warning and yeah, lane departure warning. Lane departure. You know, and it was you know it used to be a big deal years ago if you got anti-lock brakes, then you got stability control. Yeah. And now you roll it all in together and. You know, I was talking to somebody just the other day, uh, the woman who's the editor of U.S. News and World Report, um, the auto editor, and she said to me, all of our studies have shown so far that this advanced technology uh, is reducing crash rates by about 12%. It so, is. Yeah, so you look at you look at that, you look at, and you know, in a lot of cases, it comes with the car. It sure does. Yeah. And another thing that comes in a, as far as an advantage goes is with insurance companies, that often induce, reduces your premium. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a lot of that stuff is standard yeah. on the car. It reduces the premium. Yeah. And, the you insurance. know, some people say, how do I know it works? And I'm like, well, you don't run into it, but that's how you know it works. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so when you, when, you look at, when you look at this sort of stuff and you look at and you say, uh, you know, somebody says, well, how do you measure it? I said, well, you can't measure the crash. It never happened. Mm-hmm. But that's good, though. That's, Absolutely. you know, we, we, want, we want to know that. And you mentioned the, the uh, RAV4 hybrid. Yeah. Um, I drove, I drove that probably six months ago. Almost 200 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. People, people are often great, surprised by great that. Great fuel economy. Yeah. And you wouldn't really know it wasn't a high. You know, if you got in it, you right. start it up, you drive it away, and you and somebody would have to say to you, did you realize it's a hybrid? Because right. you don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing. That segment of the market is doing really well. Yeah. Uh, you take an all-wheel drive vehicle and you turn it into a hybrid. Right. Uh, you know, it actually makes it makes a b- pretty good combination. Yeah, it, it, it really does. And, and the the Rev Four, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, when people used to ask me about small SUVs, I used to put the Rev Four number two. 
Yeah. You know, I put the CRV number one. Yeah. Since then, I've flipped them around because the Rav Four is just got a little more comfortable. It's a little quieter. It feels a little more substantial going down the road, and. Honda's kind of made the CRV a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. but I like the size of the Rav Four. The Rav Four just, you know, it's just it seems to be a, a nice size vehicle, and you know they've just. I think overall, all the Toyota Toyotas always had a good product, but I think they've kind of stepped up the interiors a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, you know the you know the plastics in them seem to have a little bit softer feel to them. Yeah. The interiors just feel a little bit better quality in them. Um, the uh, the Camry that I'm driving uh, is, like I said, the four-cylinder, um, nice interior, heated seats, everything in it, about $29,000. But you said if I was going to buy a Camry, uh, the deal is how much off? $27.50 Toyota is given 20, you up front. $27.50 up front. Yep. And Which then, is huge for, yeah, so, for Toyota. So right off the top, you're looking at you're looking at almost three thousand dollars off. Yeah. So the one I'm driving, so you're, you're down to about twenty six thousand. Twenty six thousand. Yeah. Do any better? No. <laughs> you guys come on in. We'll we'll take care of the rest. Take care yeah. of us. <laughs> we'll take care of you. I promise. All right. <laughs> All right. We're talking with uh, with uh, Vladimir Batiste. He is uh, a sales. What do they call you guys? Do they call well, you you call me salesman, but I like to consider myself a consultant. Uh, I just I like helping people get into cars. Yeah, I don't I don't like to consider myself a salesman. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really want to sell you anything. I just kind of want to guide you into yeah. what you're looking for. Okay. Do you know so, what I mean? Do you ever get anybody in who says, you know, they're looking for a particular car or a truck or something, and you kind of go, uh, I'm not sure that's the right vehicle for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, I'll pr- provide what I, wh- yeah. what I feel is yeah. you know yeah. would work, and yeah. then they they take it from there. Really, yeah. uh, it happens a lot when people come in with a budget and they come in with this is what I want, but this is what I can afford. You, know, you got to create that happy yeah. medium. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and that's that's a good point because as you sit down with people and you kind of go, hey, look, you know, this is. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have champagne taste. You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's so like, true. It's like you know, you know, you're gonna have to put, you're gonna have to insure it, you're gonna have to put gas in it, you're gonna have to do maintenance on it. Still, even as good as a car it is, you're gonna have to do maintenance on it, Absolutely. and you're gonna have to feed your family. You so do. you don't want to be car poor. Right. So you know, if you kind of sit down with people and you say, look, let's let's see what we can do. Yeah, that that makes sense. And and you know, I I just know from you know, sometimes I'll talk to somebody and somebody will say, you know, huh, I really like this, you know big pickup truck and i'm like i'm like what do you need a big pickup truck for and you know they're like well you know i just i kind of like it and i'm like, <laughs> and I'm like well you, you live in the city you you're not a you're not a carpenter or, a or something so uh, you know maybe a smaller pickup truck you yeah. know might be might be a better choice for you than Absolutely. a big pickup truck that's hard to park yeah. and you know it's gonna it's and you're not gonna really use it for you know that that much of a truck so Absolutely. yeah so um so i like sales consult yeah all sales right. consult right, i well, just want to guide yeah. you uh, does it say that on your car look it's at that it sure it does, does. it's a certified sales consult absolutely yeah, i needed to read the small print that's that's why i have my glasses on <laughs> i needed to read that so uh, um it, it also says you're a you're a bronze sales society member what's that mean so that means Toyota gives uh, promotions for guys who sell uh, up to 150 to 200 cars a year. Okay. And, and certified in brand new cars. Uh, so I've reached the bronze level and we're continually working my way yep. up there. Yep. Now, I used to know some of the guys over at the main Toyota office. And one of the guys who, I don't even know if he's still there, but uh, Dave McLaughlin. 
that name ring a bell? I don't know. No, no. Yeah, I don't. He could be retired by now. <laughs> but he he was he was uh, he he did a lot of different jobs over there as well as he was regional representative, nice. regional rep, and all that. I was wondering if he was still still over there. So he could so be. We, we've talked we've talked about Camry, we've talked about Sienna, we've talked about Rav Four and Rav Four Hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, still, uh, I mentioned pickup trucks. You guys got a couple. When did Toyota become the truck company? As soon as they came out, the new t- have you seen the new Tacomas? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That Tacoma's doing pretty well for us too. Um, that, uh, in fact, I was with one of your guys over in Mansfield behind the Comcast Center where they set a whole track up. Yeah. Yeah. You Did saw you, that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I drove it. Really? Yeah. So you went through all, every single obstacle? I went, yeah, all the things that probably you guys did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. And especially where they took took one of the trucks and buried it up to the axles and yeah. sand, and it just rocked itself back out. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the, the multi-terrain systems on a yeah. Tacoma. Yeah. Probably don't use probably don't use that much right on like you know Morrissey Boulevard. Not on Morrissey Boulevard, but you get a bad <laughs> New England snowstorm. Right. You know, you're definitely right. going to use yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we've only had a couple snowstorms this year, but yeah. I live about 15 miles south of here, and there's still snow in my yard. It is melting. Is it really? so, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you you have a you have a a, a mid-sized truck, a full-sized truck, and mm-hmm. a bunch of SUVs. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sienna, yeah. Uh, Sienna is the minivan, and we got Rav Four and Highlanders that that does pretty well too. Yeah, uh, and and the, the the Highlander is just. When the Highlander first came out years and years ago, that was one of those. That was one of those vehicles. I'm like, this is a nice, this is a nice car. And I know people that have them to this day. Some of the first, the first generation Highlanders, and they don't want to give them up because they're like, this thing runs great. It's it's dependable. It's, yeah. It still looks good. You know, getting no harder and harder to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then you have and 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 the new one, the new ones have just they've just made it better and fancier. And, oh yeah. Uh, I didn't see a Land Cruiser around. You got one of those? Yeah, I got one in the front yeah. door. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, eighty-five thousand. I came in the other door this morning. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eighty-five thousand dollars. Eighty-five thousand. Yeah. Give somebody a deal on that. Or oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So no, the, the the Land Cruiser, the Land Cruiser is just one of those vehicles. I've driven a couple, you know, in in the past ten years, and and. It's pretty hard to think that any vehicles can feel any more solid than that does. Oh yeah. You know, and I would, I would, you know, stack up the Land Cruiser against any luxury SUV like a Range Rover. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and uh, agreed, hundred percent. You know, I, I, I just drove, I just drove a pretty nice Range Rover, and you know, they, but there's some things in the Land Cruiser that it just seems better thought out, and that's one of the things I think Toyota does a good job that's with. A good point. Is you know, even even the Camry that I'm driving today, it's got real knobs in it. You know, yeah. you can turn the radio up, you can turn the radio down, you can turn the, change the channels on it, yeah. and you, you're not you're not dealing with the navigation screen that you have to take your eyes off the road. You can just reach over and yeah. turn the buttons and make everything happen. Driver so. friendly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to be said for that because a lot of times people get distracted by some of the technology, yeah. and, and that and that can give that can give you a real problem. Absolutely. Well, I think I need to take a break. You're going to be around for a while? Absolutely. All right, I'm why don't you come back in about half an hour or so. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, what's going on, some of the deals that are going on, and, uh, and you know, just, uh, you know, the hours of the dealership when you're here and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. All right? Yeah, thank you. All right, good enough. All right. Appreciate you, man. All right, thanks, Vlad. I'll see you in a bit. 
Why don't we take a break, pay some bills? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. When we come back, uh, we'll take your calls and comments at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. Do you have an ache, perhaps back pain or neck pain due to an injury, or maybe you're recovering from surgery? Well, suffer no more. ProBody Physical Therapy is your solution for physical restoration. At ProBody Physical Therapy, they treat neck and back pain, sprains and strains, sports injuries, rotator cuff injuries, whiplash, and conditions such as tendonitis, arthritis, and carpal tunnel syndrome. ProBody Physical Therapy, serving the Metro Boston area, centrally located at 265 Medford Street in Somerville. Most insurance accepted. Call 617-623-3700 or visit ProBodyPTMA.com. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Effort, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. Take your faith to another level this year. How? By traveling on an all-inclusive and inspiring journey to the only place in the world where history and innovation unite. Experience Israel this November 1st through the 10th. Come along with General Manager Pat Ryan, Pastor Karen Rudwanski, and nationally known teaching pastor Sean Thornton for nine memorable days. Visit historic places like the Sea of Galilee, the Garden of Gethsemane, and the Dead Sea. Be there as the Bible comes to life and experience the sights and sounds of the places you may have only dreamt about seeing. What's more, this year marks a special year for Israel, the 50th anniversary of the city of Jerusalem. Be in the Holy Land to commemorate this significant occasion for the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. Your dream to visit Israel can be a reality this year. Make plans now to experience Israel, happening November 1st through the 10th. For full cost and trip details and to register today, visit experienceisraeltour.com. That's experienceisraeltour.com. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Effort, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Unless you're listening on Sunday night, then it's uh, AM 1260 WBIX, the business buzz. Uh, and you can always tune in on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock and see what's going on. Uh, check out the programs. Even I tune in once in a while just to see what I've said. Uh, the programs kind of mix up a little bit, and uh, Karen, our producer, does a great job of editing them down and taking 90 minutes and putting it to 60 
usually the best part is just leave me out of it and put all the other stuff in. But um, I wanted to talk about the car that got me here today, and it, it seems only fitting where I'm at a Toyota dealership. I'm in a Toyota Camry, uh, and that was just happenstance. It wasn't like there was any. It wasn't like there was any. Uh, I don't have any influence to be able to do that. But the latest Camry can be powered by a couple of different engine choices, 178-horsepower four-cylinder or 268-horsepower V6. Both engines are connected to a six-speed automatic transmission that powers the front wheels. The latest Camry is available in four trim levels, LE, SE, XSE, and XLE. Our road test was in the 178-horsepower XSE model. The Toyota Camry models all come with standard ABS brakes, traction control, a full complement of airbags, including front knee airbags, as well as a rear-view camera. Our XSE also has a blind spot monitor and cross-traffic alert. What's cross-traffic alert? You ever been backing out of a parking space and you can't see because there's a there's a suburban on one side and an expedition on the other side this means the cross traffic alert actually sends a radar beam down the parking lot on either side to alert you if a car is coming or a pedestrian is coming or something else you can't see. So it's a nice warning to let you know something's going on. On the road, this uh, Camry is, uh, has a slightly firm but comfortable ride. The performance from the 178-horsepower engine is very good. Like I said to uh, uh, Vladimir, uh, I actually stopped and opened the hood because I thought it was a four-cylinder, but I opened the hood and I said, this thing feels pretty zippy. And at 178 horsepower, it's actually more horsepower than the V6 engine that's in my car. Um, fuel economy, EPA 24 city, uh, 33 on the highway. I've been averaging just over 30 miles per gallon, closer to 31 in my mostly highway commute. The steering is improved with the handling, and it's now very competitive with the best mid-sized cars. The slightly firm ride was never harsh, but some, I think some maybe Avalon buyers or the kind of bigger vehicle buyers might go, well, it feels a little firm. Depending on the wheels and tire combination, I think that's a big part of it, uh, but not too firm. I think it I think it makes it handle a little bit better. On local roads or out on the highway, the latest Camry is also very quiet with very little wind or road noise. The ultra suede multi-stage uh, heated front seats were comfortable, supported, and uh, had plenty of adjustments. I think drivers of just about any size should be pretty comfortable in it. There's a decent-sized glove box, large center console, a couple of bins for storage. Uh, the um, And like I was saying to uh, Vladimir, the, the sales consultant here, Vladimir Batiste, one thing I like about it is you can do a lot of things on this car without taking your eyes off the road. Toyota gave it, you know, gave it some second thoughts and said, you know, knobs and switches are not a bad idea, and so there's a volume knob for the radio. And there's redundant controls in this model. There's redundant controls on the steering wheel. But there's still some things I like to just reach over and turn the knob up, turn it down, change the stations, just easier that way. And uh, I think Toyota did a good job with that. Same thing with uh, even the the seat heaters. It's a little roller-type knob on the center console. Uh, I was in um, some luxury cars this year, and to have to go in to the navigation display system in the infotainment screen to hit a button to turn the heat heated seats up or down and if you're trying to do that while you're driving and you hit a bump and all of a sudden now you put the air the cooled seats on and said the heated seats on it's just I, I like little buttons and switches call me old-fashioned um it also you know it it also has the ability to sync up with everything all the latest you know all the latest phones but 
all the latest apps as well. You can get you can get this to uh, uh, tie in with all the smartphone uh, compatible applications. And of course, it has you know some of the navigation systems in this have voice recognition. Uh, this car has voice recognition for basic systems. It didn't have navigation, so I thought it did at first. So I got in and I pushed a button and I said, uh, you know, navigation, and it looked at me. I said navigation, and it went. Excuse me. Well, there wasn't. There wasn't navigation, so that was one of the reasons. So uh, the rear seat can accommodate three adults, and even with the front seat pushed all the way back, I always do that whenever I get in a car. I always put the front seat all the way back to or to about where I would normally sit, and then I try to sit in the back seat to see how it is. And uh, pretty comfortable back there still. Uh, good size, good size uh, trunk in the car. Um, like I said to uh, Vladimir. Even the plastic has a little bit better feel to it, a little bit more upscale feel to it, uh, sort of a soft-touch feel. Overall, I think, higher-quality materials throughout. Um, the trunk is 15.5 cubic feet, so plenty of cargo room. You know, coming here this morning, I had my bag and my all the radio stuff I bring with me, and I probably bring a little bit more than I should. But, uh, you know, plenty of room. I could have put four suitcases in the trunk. Bottom line is the latest Camry from Toyota may be the best Camry from Toyota. Ride handling, fit and finish are all first rate. Add in decent performance as well as fuel economy. And this may be one of the best midsize cars on the market. And there is going to be a new Camry coming out soon, which makes some great deals, like Vladimir said, some great deals on current Camrys now. Let's see if the phones work. Let's see if uh, Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey there, uh, as an old Boy Scout, you better have stuff that you don't need and need stuff that you don't have. That's right. I kind of go with that and plan for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, here's my question for you. You just mentioned about cross-traffic alert, mm-hmm. you know, backing out of spaces and stuff like that. Do they pick up motorcyclists and bicycles, or just you need something big like a car coming at you? No, it'll pick out a walker. And pick up a walker? Yeah, yeah. So uh, so someone walking up the parking lot will start to beep at you. And, you know, is it is it fail-safe? No. Is, you know, is it perfect? No. But I have gone to back out of a parking spot with a car with cross-traffic alert and started to back up, and the thing's beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, what, what, what's going on? And then I look, and sure enough, there's, you know, somebody with a shopping cart walking up walking up the aisle so yeah what i have found though and we did some testing and i'm going to use the global we me and all of AAA. so i didn't do that much but uh, but we did some testing where we looked at blind spot uh, spot monitors so you know that you know you're driving along and you look in your rearview mirror you don't see anybody and all of a sudden it starts to beep or a light flashes in the in the side mirror or something to let you know and what we found was some models do better than others in fact uh, on one of the tests we did, we had a um, a little um, 250cc motorcycle, and we were going about, I don't know, probably 30 miles an hour and zipped right by the car, and it never even flashed the blind spot monitor. I believe that was a Cadillac, but I don't, I don't recall 100%. So some do better than others. Can you trust them all the time? If I was backing out of a parking space and nothing beeped or nothing and i didn't see anything in the review in the review camera would i back up without even looking no no mistake always always as good as this technology is it doesn't replace common sense but we well, know how com- uh, we know how common yeah. sense is sometimes right okay yeah yeah okay i was just wondering about that so. yeah all right 
Always good to hear from you, Rick. Okay, John. Have a good one. Bye. You as well. Take care. Bye bye. Six. 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's talk to John. Good morning. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I've spoken to you many times in the past about my 99 Maxima where the coils keep going bad. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've replaced two. Now I've got another check engine light and uh, uh, error code that is not specific to a cylinder. So if I replace the remaining four of these coils... Is there some reason that I should stick with the hand shin, which seemed to be junk, um, but came in the car versus like the Delphi part that costs, you know, one quarter of what the hand shin costs? I, you know, based on your experience, I would say buy whatever fits and is economical. And Delphi makes, you know, you know, Delphi or Denso or somebody, you know, they're they're good quality, you know, generally good quality products. So I, I can't think why you wouldn't want to do that. Now, have you, as you've shopped around, what have you, what have you found for, uh, for uh, comparative prices? Um, at the dealership, you know, you pay like a hundred and thirty-five bucks for a um, Nissan part, um, which is a Hanshin. Mm. And then online, if you go to Rock Auto or some places like that, you can, you know, buy a Delphi uh, for less than twenty bucks, I think. Well. You know, based on what you just said, uh, I might be tempted to try something. You know, something that's a little bit, a little bit less money, just to just to see. I, you know, the other thing is, you know, a place like Rock Auto, they're they're seriously discounting the prices, versus you know the you know the Nissan dealer where you're going to pay you know full boat retail. So, um, right, yeah. So I mean, I you know I have. I have bought a fair amount of parts from Rock Auto and have had the only problem I ever had once I ordered I ordered a um, a cooling fan that uh, came with it was supposed to come with a complete relay assembly and in the picture it showed that it was it showed that it was going to but when I got it 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 wasn't and I I emailed them back uh and it was one of those you know do you want to buy the good better or best model and I bought the I bought the best model and I emailed them back and I said uh yeah this this isn't the right one they they FedExed me a uh, return slip and uh sent me the sent me the next level down but yeah I would you know I would I would look and you know there's um uh, I'm looking at Rock Auto right now and uh yeah there's uh you know, air. You know, air. Air. AirTex has been around for a while. You know, they they certainly you know have a good a good part. Um, Delphi, like you said, Delphi is a, a name that's been around. Hitachi is a name that's been around for a long time. Would I hesitate to buy any one of those? No, not at all. Yeah, that's that's almost part of the problem with Rock Auto is they have so much stuff that if you're not a professional and you don't recognize all the manufacturer names, you're like, well, are all yeah, these the same yeah. or? Are yeah, I mean you can you can even you know they have a Denso coil, which looks like it's the looks like they they were the original equipment manufacturer. Um, you know it says it says right and left uh, Hanshin coil, and even at that they're only fifty bucks a piece. So, you know I but I would you know I don't think I, I you know I. I've bought a lot of uh, import parts, you know, over the years, and you know, buying buying something like, um, you know, buying something like Delphi, you know, it's like, you know, Delphi used to be a General Motors company, but uh, you know, 
would I hesitate to buy Delphi? No. And would I would I spend the extra money and buy a Denso coil? I I guess if I could buy two Denso coils for the price of one dealership coil, I would certainly do that. And it almost it seems wrong to continue to buy the ones that stink. I mean, how long should a coil last? I mean, should a coil last the life of the car, or should it last fifty thousand miles? I mean, is there any? There, there, there's no, there's, there's no rhyme or reason. But for instance, years back, Volkswagen had a problem with coils going bad on a lot of their models, Jetta and Golf, and and what would, what happened was they actually finally recalled the cars and they put exactly the same coil back in. <laughs> and you kind of like, well, what was the point of that? You know, you put something better in. And what would happen is once, um, once the recall was done. You know, Volkswagen considered the problem fixed. Well, it didn't fix the problem. It just put it off to maybe the next owner. And I know for for people who you know who had those cars, you know they they would replace they would replace the coil with something else afterwards. So you know uh, you know a Beck Arnley coil or you know some some other you know name brand that was good. You know I you know I'm like a lot of people. I I don't tend to buy the very bottom, but you know do you have you know in some cases do. You, are the original equipment parts worth the money? Yes, they are. But in this case, if you can buy a good quality product for half the price or a third the price, I think I'd give it a shot. And, like, you know, should it last the life of the car? I don't know. Should it last 100,000 miles? Without a doubt. You know, so I I think, you know, I think it's a, you know, it's probably just a part that's failing over time. And, you know, now granted the car is, uh, what, 18, 17, 18 years old. So, you know, eventually stuff does wear out, so. And I've seen, like, on some of the forums online, which I guess you can believe or not believe, but. Everything on, everything, that, on the, everything on the Internet's true. They seem to indicate that, you know, that Nissan had a problem in the late 90s where these things just weren't sealed correctly, and so moisture got in there and corrosion, and that's, that's why they failed. But I don't know if that's correct or not, but. It's, yeah, I might it's, just buy the cheap. And, yeah, uh, I'm getting yeah. expert at them, so I yeah. have to replace them more frequently than I know how to do it. Yeah, and you know, I would be, you know, the one, you know, I probably wouldn't buy the twenty dollar coil only because I, I don't just because, you know. But would I would I buy the twenty five, thirty, forty dollar coil? Yeah, I think I would. Okay, okay, your help, John. All right, take care, John. Bye bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven. 770-3030. Since we're doing kind of an all-Toyota show today, uh, and we were talking with uh, Vladimir Batiste. He is a certified sales consultant here at Expressway Toyota. Um, it's probably a good time to do a little Toyota trivia. So the Toyota tr- trivia today is... What was the name of the first Toyota vehicle sold in the United States? And I'll give you... Two different answers. But what was the name of the first Toyota vehicle sold in the United States? Uh, And Toyota Motor Sales was formed actually in October 31st, 1957, and it established its headquarters in a former Rambler dealership in Hollywood, California. But what was the name of the first Toyota vehicle sold in the United States? And if you don't quite know what it is, there is kind of a, there is almost a, a runner-up answer that I'll accept that, and when uh, we'll 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 send you out. We're kind of running we're kind of running out of stuff, but we still have we still have uh, 
You know, lately, I've been sending out some uh, AAA branded merchandise, little fun things, you know, uh, you know, tape measures, water bottles, uh, a whole little uh, combination of things. So you get a you get a big envelope in the mail that's got a whole bunch of Toyota stuff in it, and a thank you card from or thank you card, not actually a card, business card that I say thank you on, uh, from me that says uh, this says thanks for listening because I really appreciate it. So, what was the first Toyota vehicle sold in the United States? And again, Toyota started in the United States in 1957 in a former Rambler dealership of all places in Hollywood, California. If you know the answer to this, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. That's how you get through and talk to us about your car and your car problems. Hey, you know what? Is it time to repair your car? Sometimes. Uh, we did a study, and we found that $64 million well, about 30% of American drivers are not paying, are not able to pay the average of $500 to $600 for a repair bill without going into debt. Um, what we found was the average repair bill today is somewhere between five and $600. And, and really what you, you know, if you have a car and you're on a tight budget, you really should try to, you know, set aside $50 a month or so to have a little repair fund just in case. Uh, and it's one of those things that if you don't do the preventative maintenance, the bigger repairs start to come up. But a new AAA survey found that 64 million American drivers are not able to pay the average you know, repair bill without going into some sort of a debt, putting it on some kind of credit card, taking the money from something else. Um, car repairs are inevitable. It always happens. The average repair bill, again, five or $600. So what we say is try to put a little bit of money aside. And when it comes to deciding if a vehicle is affordable, many consumers focus on the monthly car payments, Rather than the full cost of the vehicle, there are costs associated with owning and operating a vehicle, such as repair, maintenance, insurance, premiums, fuel costs. Uh, you know, the person that decides they want to go out and buy the sports car, then find out, oh, sports car insurance is a lot more money. In 2016, AAA found that the average annual cost to own and operate a vehicle was about $8,500, with $792 allocated to vehicle maintenance and repair. So we kind of, you know, think about the, you know, think beyond the payment. And think about, you know, what some of the other costs are involved. And, again, you're always better off doing the preventative maintenance because, you know, look at something. We'll, we'll, look, at, we'll look at John's Maxima, for instance. Uh, you, have, you have a car that, you know, runs good. The ignition coil fails. You don't fix the coil right away. Now it's misfiring. Now the catalytic converter is damaged. Now instead of a $50, $150 ignition coil, you're putting a catalytic converter in the car. So that's going to get very expensive. So, you know, a little bit of preventative maintenance, even something like, um, you know, you hear the brake squeaking and the squeak goes to a grind and the grind goes to a bigger grind. Now instead of a set of brake pads, now you're doing a set of brake pads, a set of rotors. Maybe you've let the brakes go so far the calipers need to be replaced at the same time. So all of a sudden that little more inexpensive repair turns into a much more expensive repair. Our phone number six our phone number six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's uh try an answer to trivia here. Good morning, you're on the car doctor. Hi, John Paul. Hi. Yes, sir. Uh, hi, I love your show. Thank you. Um can I try a shot of trivia question? Absolutely. Okay. I'll say it was the Toyo Pet. What model Toyo Pet? Oh. 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 Don't know. Because it was a, it, it was called a Toyo Pet, 
So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you kind of. I'm going to give you credit for it. It was actually called the Toil. It was called the Toil Pet Crown, and that was a, that was. A, and they only sold 287 of them, I think. They in the oh. first the first year in 1958 when Toyota was first selling vehicles, um, they sold 288 vehicles, 287 Toyota Pet Crown sedans, and one Land Cruiser. That isn't many. That isn't many. It was, and now, and now, you know, they, you know, that many, that many cars fall, you know, can, you know, they probably lose that many out of the assembly line every day, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what, we'll put you on hold. We'll take down your name and number, and we will send you out a prize because that was the right answer. But I have a part two coming up, so stay right there, and Karen will take down your name and address. Okay. Thanks, John. Uh, okay. Uh, then let's go on a little bit more. Enthusiasm didn't do so well when uh, it was found the Toyota Pet, a sturdy vehicle with quality features and room to fare, uh, spare, well, didn't didn't work out quite as well, and uh, so sales didn't do that well. Uh, the legendary Land Cruiser, which uh, quickly gained a reputation as a durable all-terrain vehicle, carried the Toyota flag in the United States until 1965 when Toyota introduced another sedan. What was the name of that sedan? In 1965, what was the name of the Toyota sedan that was introduced, a little four-door? What was the name of that? That that car had been around for quite a while. It was the first popular Toyota in America. It was designed specifically for American drivers with a more powerful engine. I bet it wasn't very powerful. Uh, factory-installed air conditioning with an automatic transmission. And... Um, that particular car increased U.S. sales of Toyota vehicles threefold in 1966 to where they sold 20,000 vehicles. So what was the name of that vehicle sold in 1965? If you know the name of that, give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. And we will also give you a prize. Is it going to be a fabulous prize? It's going to be a fun little prize. It's, going to, it's actually going to be a variety of prizes. That's how it works. Well, we can't talk about Toyota continually here. Because uh, there are other cars to talk about. And one of the other cars to talk about is the uh, Chevrolet Bolt. And the Chevrolet Chevrolet Bolt uh, isn't going to be out for about six months. But apparently a dealership down in Georgia actually went and got one and shipped it over. Neither Democratic nor... Uh, let's go talk to Kevin. Kevin, good morning. Yes, good morning, John. I hope my phone lasts okay here. I'm going to step outside for a second. Um, I'm going to take a, a guess that it was a Corona. You are absolutely correct. It was a Corona. I remember back in 1967, a friend of mine, they had, um, I think, probably the first Toyotas in the town I grew up in, and they had a pair of Toyota Coronas. Nifty little cars. Yeah, they were they were they they were nifty little cars, and you know the Corona again. It was kind of designed for the American market, and then in uh, then in 1968, the Corolla came out, and I believe the Corolla has been the world's all-time best-selling passenger car. I think they've sold something like 27 million of them. So, so <laughs> yeah, so a lot of them, a lot of them around. So I'll tell you what, we'll put you on hold. Karen will get your name and address, and we'll send you a prize too. Can I ask you a, 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 a question about Ab- oil? Absolutely. Uh, um, I have a 2003 Honda Civic EX. 
and um, the radio reception, the AM reception, absolutely stinks. I've got good resistor spark plugs in there. I've replaced there's an electronic component that is um, that goes between the antenna and the back glass and the radio itself. I've replaced that. And my question is, are those coil-on plugs, um, can they cause be causing any kind of um, interference in the radio if they were, you know, iffy? They can, but it's it's usually not like not like something with a, you know, three-foot-long spark plug wire. So not, not usually, and because of the way they sit, they tend to be pretty sheltered from, you know, from everything else in the car. So, I mean, certainly they can. The problem is usually, usually what happens... AM, AM radios in cars work great for the first five, six, seven, eight years. And then I swear it's just everything starts to pick up a little bit of rust. And all of a sudden you start to get grounds on as good as they used to be. And I, I swear that is more of the problem. And, you know, there's nothing, in my opinion, like, you know, 31, 31 and a half inches of a stainless steel antenna mounted to a fender for good quality radio reception. Thank you. Because that, yeah. that is what I was going to um, ultimately. I was going to go to putting on a uh, an antenna. You know, a yeah. decent, you know, conventional antenna. Um, yeah. But thank you for that. Um, yeah. That's, one that's, thing. That's, one that's, thing you might want to try, though, get a get. You know, probably hard hard to find one. But go find a portable AM radio and put it in the and put it in the car, and see if the AM radio, the the portable one, picks up the same kind of static as the radio in the car. If it does, you know it's something in the car that's generating the noise, uh, and that's gonna that's gonna give you a little bit of a clue of what's going on. If you put the AM radio in the car and it sounds good and quiet, well, then you're pretty convinced it's the it's probably the antenna in, in the car. So, uh, but yeah, I but like I said, there's no you know I, you know over the years I've I'm convinced there's nothing better than 31 and a half inches of stainless steel, you know. Screw down on yeah. the fender on a good, you know, nice and clean. The bottom of the fender, nice and clean, right down to bare metal, so everything's grounded. That to me is the best best AM radio there is. The stuff that's made into glass, you know, it works for a while, and over time, just not not the way it does anymore. So, well, I, I had initially gone through and I I went to and I cleaned every ground on the car. But the other thing that made me think coils is because it is engine speed related, and okay. so that was kind of. But in any case, um, thank you, though, for that. And um, I was ultimately going to try an antenna and all that. But um, thanks. I um, I knew that my friend had an early model Corona, so I thought that might be the right answer for that. You are absolutely right. Stay right there, and we'll send you out, we'll send you out a, a little uh, AAA gift pack, okay? Much to be appreciated. Thank all you. All right. All right. Thank you. Karen will take care of that, and I'll let her do some work. And then when she tells me it's time to, uh, you know, time to... Time to take a break at some point. So, but I'll let her. I'll let her get some work done on that on that side. Well, there's an article in Automotive News, and it says the flying car could take off in seven years. And it says uh, Design House uh, Ital Design and Airbus offered a glimpse at a possible future solution to traffic congestion with the Pop Up, a concept vehicle that consists of uh, passenger capable. They can be coupled with electric power modules for air and ground transport. The pop-up is a concept for now, according to 
uh, Matthias Thompson, general manager for Urban Air Mobility at Airbus, but he also said commercially available service could appear in as little as seven to ten years. Later this year, we'll fly our first demonstration, uh, he said, of the uh, pop-up unveiling it in Geneva last week. This is because the technology is already there. Both air and ground modes, the top speed would be about 60 miles an hour with a range of about 60 miles in the air without a payload and about 80 miles on the ground. A video showed how it might work. A city-dwelling woman commands the autonomous uh, passenger uh, capsule through an app. The capsule conveys her to a parking space where a gyrocopter power unit couples with the capsule and carries her aloft. Wow, there's a lot of pieces to this. The traditional car cannot uh, alone be the solution for megacities. The mobility of the future will be different from the mobility today. So imagine this. It's a small pod that looks like it's available. You know, it just kind of sits on its own. And then something that looks like a drone lands on the roof, picks it up, and the whole thing flies away. Jeez. Uh, this is kind of interesting. After a 50-year search, the Ford Mustang, driven by the late Steve McQueen in the 1968 film Bullet, a popular trivia question on this program, uh, is what's considered one of the greatest chase scenes ever filmed. You know, the Bullet, you know, with the Mustang going all over the place. And if you, you look at it, uh, I, the chase car, I think, loses the hubcap, and then it gets the hubcap back at some point. Uh, but it's uh, they found it in a Mexican junkyard, and Ford confirmed it was the actual car. It was missing its drivetrain, had several coats of paint on it, but it is being restored in California. Its auction value is estimate, estimated at enormous. Enormous is what they're saying, this, this 68 uh, Mustang that was in the uh, movie Bullet. And again, found in, found in a, a Mexican junkyard. You know, no drivetrain, lots of different color paint on it. But, uh, you know, somebody's going to get that. They're going to restore it, and they're going to uh, – who knows Who knows what it's going to be worth. So pretty pretty interesting story there. And uh, is Toyota is Toyota not – you know, have they built all they're going to build here in the United States? And I don't think so. Toyota's other big project is in North Texas. Toyota is quietly building an executive retreat. Well, this is good news for an executive. Uh, complete with a driving range near the soon-to-be-open Plano, Texas headquarters. Toyota isn't offering much details, but the, but I saw this in the Dallas Morning News uh, real estate section reported last week. A 75-acre ranch retreat, one of the most hush-hush developments in North Texas. As for response, uh, uh, Toyota spokesman Aaron Falls said that only that the global automaker has executive retreats around the world. The newspaper published an aerial photo of the uh, ranches. It looks like a racetrack uh, around this uh, piece, big piece of property. So who knows what this is going to be? Uh, the morning news said uh, uh, tax records said the property was valued at eleven million dollars. Was purchased in two thousand fourteen, shortly after Toyota announced it was moving its North American headquarters from Southern California to North Texas. Neighbors of the retreat told the newspaper they have no complaints so far, and they'd rather have a low density Toyota there than a great big subdivision. So just kind of a kind of a funny and interesting story why don't we take a break uh karen are you ready to take a break karen is i am i think it's a good time to do that why don't we take a break pay some bills uh if you would like to join us our phone number 617-770-3030 we're broadcasting from expressway toyota here in dorchester uh courtesy of our new friend, Vladimir Batiste. So if you're thinking about buying a Toyota, come down and see Vlad. Just a nice guy. 
just uh, knows his products, been here for three years, certified sales consultant uh, here at Expressway Toyota. We'll be right back. Need tires? The Sullivan Tire tradition of giving New England great value continues with the biggest tire event of the year. All of our tires are on sale. Uh, If you need tires, don't wait. Every tire we stock is on sale now. You can save even more with mail-in rebates on select brands. But hurry, this sale is only till the end of the month, and it's only at Sullivan Tire. You won't find a better place to buy tires, and we will not be beat on price. Come in today. Go Sox! Visit SullivanTire.com for details. Pat Boone here with an urgent question for every American with a bank savings account, stock portfolio, or 401k retirement account. Today, we know nothing that's posted online is truly private or safe from being hacked, including our national secrets held by the CIA, NSA, and top intelligence agencies. That being the case, what can you do to protect your hard-earned wealth? Well, one book explains it all. Don't bank on it from the most respected source I know of, Swiss America. And get this, for a limited time, the first 500 callers can get a free copy. Call 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646 now. Learn how to protect your money and do it now. Call 800-289-2646. Learn how to protect your money against what even the CIA cannot protect. 800-289-2646. For your free copy of Don't Bank on It. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth. So my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 Burn Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Doctor program on AM nine fifty WROL, the Spirit of Boston. Uh, kind of a kind of a rainy, cloudy day today, but I hope it I hope it stays okay because I I'm uh, sort of working all weekend, but I'm working all weekend not here. I'm on a plane a little bit later to go to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina for a three day meeting. So hopefully hopefully I'll get there and get back without any without any trouble. The last time. The last time I flew anywhere, I told somebody, my, my boss is coming with me, and I said to him, just so you know, the last time I flew with anybody, the plane caught on fire. And he went, what? And I said, well, that's what happened. Let's talk to Mike. Michael. Hey, good morning, car doctor. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good, thanks. Just a quick note. I've been driving brand-new Toyota since 1973, and I look out my door now, and I have a 
it's not a Toyota, but it's a Toyota product outside my door right now. So, you know, forty uh, something years they've been great cars. It's all I've driven. Yeah, it's it's amazing because um, you know even when they weren't you know great cars, you know when you know in the you know late sixties, you know they rusted out more than you know it was always kind of like what are they making these things out of you know recycled tin cans, but uh, but you know the engines would run all day. Uh, you know, I, I remember I remember being at a Toyota dealership. This was probably 15 years ago, and we were looking at a Toyota engine that had just a little bit of oil seepage. And the and the field engineer came over and looked at it and shook his head and said, "Oh, I don't." He said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna get this fixed. We don't we don't like to look at it." And I told him a story that about a month earlier I was at a Rolls Royce dealership where. They literally timed the amount of oil leaking out of the engine, and they didn't repair it till it hit ten drops in a minute. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, people like my age and your age grew up in the early seventies when, unfortunately, Detroit was building cars that really weren't for the road. I mean, they're probably the worst examples of cars ever built, and forced a whole generation of people my age into Japanese cars. Right. Right, you know, and and I remember talking to uh, an executive at General Motors, and I said to him, you know, between the late seventies and early eighties, you guys couldn't have been very proud of the stuff you were building. And he, you know, big surprise, took a little offense to my comment, but but I said you built some real horrible things, including stuff like you know the four six eight cylinder Cadillac, which you know which was terrible, and the you know that gasoline diesel engine conversion. You know where they took a 350 Oldsmobile engine and, and put different heads on it and tried to turn it into a diesel. You know that was an awful car. Well, don't feel bad. Car and driver put the Vega car of the year in the front of their issue in 1970. So. <laughs> well, it, it's it, it's fun. It's funny. I had the editor of Motor Trend on years ago, and I said to him, "You know, do you ever look back and you know look at some of the cars that you put on as car of the year, like the Renault Alliance?" As car of the year, and he said, "Well, you know, at the time, you know, and, and you know, he said he kind of defended him, defended himself a little bit. He's like, you know, at the time that you know that was a car that met a need, and I'm like, it was a terrible car. Come on, you know, and uh, you know, and and it's it's not the same now as it was, but if you do a little bit of research on the Motor Trend Car of the Year, you'll find that um, early on, that was basically a paid award. It was, I'm gonna um, say, yeah. 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 I yeah, so it was you had to you had to guarantee that where whenever you announced your vehicle, you put that giant golden caliper in the picture somewhere. You had to guarantee them a certain amount of advertising in the magazine for the next year, and uh, there was a third monetary thing that went along with it. So you know, basically, you were almost buying the award. It was uh, now that has they, I've been told that has that has changed, but. Uh, but back way back when, when when those awards first started to come out, those were those were not maybe the most uh, the most forthright, honest awards when they when they were awarded out. So, yeah, give you a quick, quick give you a quick example of something. My my car outside is a Lexus, and uh, the paint's peeling in between a piece of trim on the APL pillar where it goes over the roof. Uh-huh. It got seventy five thousand miles on it, two thousand and ten, and I called up Toyota and said. Lexington said, you know, this really shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a call back a day later that said, you're a loyal customer. We're going to fix $1,000 worth of paint strips for nothing. There you go. There you go. You know, what can you say, right? For nothing. All, you, all, you, all you can say is 
that's the right thing to do? That was the right answer? And even if that wasn't completely the answer and they said to you, look, you know, we'll, you know how, about it, how about if we, you know, you pay a little, we'll pay a little, we'll, we'll get it taken care of. But, you know, just I, I remember talking to somebody who had a late model Ford uh, Mustang and they were having trouble with the paint peeling off the hood. And Ford said, oh, yeah, it's a combination of it's a it's a aluminum alloy hood or something, something with the hood. And they said, yeah, the paint peels off it. And I said, what's Ford going to do about it? And they said, nothing. And I got I must have got ten emails from people that got the same response, and I'm like, well, that's not a good response. That was that was a a bad paint job from the beginning, that that they had some problems with, and that and that's where that's you know step up step up to it and take care of your customers, and that's how they keep coming back. After forty three years, that's why. Thank you yeah. very much. Good All right, take care, Mike. Bye bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. How you get through? Hey, do you ever think you're your nose could help you fix your car? Well, kind of. Uh, this comes from uh, the the uh, Car Care Council, Be Car Care Aware, and it says um, six vehicle smells that you should be paying attention to. So uh, burnt rubber smell, a smell could mean slipping drive belts or misplaced uh, loose hoses that might be rubbing against uh, rotating or accessory drive belts. Uh, hot oil smell, the smell of hot oil could also mean that oil is leaking into the exhaust system. To verify uh, a leak, look for oil on the pavement or smoke coming from the engine area. I was looking at something the other day. I think it was something on television that, you know, there was all kinds of smoke coming from under the hood and no one seemed all that concerned about it for some reason, but um, a gasoline smell, well, a gasoline smell can be anything, but it could be a leaky gas tank. It could be it could be a uh, evaporative emission system, part of the EVAP system that is uh, contaminated. It was overfilled for one reason or another, so that can be part of it. A sweet smell in the car, if it smells like maple syrup in your car when you're driving it, that usually means that it could be the uh, heater core has started to leak. So what you're actually smelling is uh, hot antifreeze, hot engine coolant. Um, A burning carpet smell. I don't know how you know what a burning carpet smell smells like, but this smell could be a sign of brake trouble. Have your brakes checked right away. To me, brakes have a very specific smell to them, uh, but any kind of weird smell in a car is probably an indication of something wrong. And finally, a rotten egg smell. A rotten egg smell can mean the catalytic converter is not converting hydrogen sulfide into exhaust to sulfur dioxide properly. It says here a poor running engine can cause the catalytic converter to become overloaded and fail due to meltdown. Also, occasionally, you'll see uh, gasoline contamination issues that will also do a very similar thing. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, Well, Volvo says its first electric vehicle will have a range of 250 miles. Uh, Volvo's first ever electric uh, vehicle will likely have a range of at least 250 miles and a price starting between thirty-five dollars and $40,000. We're starting to see, this is starting to be the magic number now, but uh, the CEO of Volvo Cars USA said in comments with uh, U.S. journalists on the sidelines of the Geneva Auto Show, uh, that's what I put in the prerequisite for the United States. If I want to make a point in the United States, if I want to make volumes, that's what I believe we need to do. The vehicle's form remains a little bit unknown. So it sounds like he's uh, he's making stuff up a little bit, but it looks like uh, you know a car that will be in the thirty-five to $40,000 range that will go 250 miles between charges. I am starting to see more and more Tesla 
models on the car on the road and they're they're all over the place and people are driving them every day all over the place so let's take another call our phone number 617-770-3030 617-770-3030 good morning we're on the car doctor program hello john hello. yes sir yeah hey uh a problem that uh maybe something easy for you to troubleshoot uh starting my car the other day i had it running and i killed the ignition i'm going through the gate of my storage here I had to use it so I started up again, and I get this whirring noise. It sounded like it coming in the vicinity of the uh, ignition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't it in like that, and uh, I tried it again, same thing. And the third time, started up fine. And I'm thinking the starter wasn't engaging with the flywheel. Are you there, John? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, so, you know, yeah. now how, how it, many miles on the car? No, this is a, a 2012 uh, Honda Fit with only less than 20k miles on it. But but I'm thinking the battery is like four or five years old. Now and maybe explain, it providing it's, enough juice. It could. I mean, it could be. I mean, it certainly could be. Um, you know, if the if if for some reason now, you know, the question is why did it why did it restart? You know, finally on the third try, yeah. and. Yeah. But you turned the key and it sounded like the starter wasn't engaging. That sort of zing zing zing. Yeah, a, a, a whirring. Yeah, exactly. A whirring noise. Yeah, twice in a row. Third time, no problem. And since then, it's been starting up fine in cold weather. That's what makes hmm. me think it's, it's maybe a loose connection. But it's unlikely. I'm told by this park guy that he's never sold uh, uh, <laughs> a starter uh, for uh, that late model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there, there has, you know, over the years, you know, you know, for instance, the CRV had a problem in cold weather where the starters would, the starters would go bad. You know, they would just uh, yeah. only in cold weather. That was the problem. Um, yeah. This, yeah, what, what, though, this time. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, in this particular case, I think I would, I would, the first thing. Good battery test on the car. See what the battery yeah. tests out like. Uh, yeah. well, you know, you know whether you, you know, whether yeah, you go I, to, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that would make that would make the most. Yeah, that would make the most sense. Uh, uh, you know, have it have it tested. See what kind of shape it's in. And if it, you know, if it shows up, it shows up a little bit marginal. You know, you it's money well spent to put a battery in it. It's four years old. The typical life of a battery in in New England is somewhere around uh, 53 or 54 months, so you're probably pretty close, you know, and yeah. some of the, you know, sometimes you see that they, you know, they're just not starting up, but yeah, I don't, I I can't say I've, you know, I would never expect you needing a starter in no. you know, a 2012 Honda Fit. No. 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 You know. Yeah. So, at this point, I don't know, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that I think that's again. I think that's money well spent for you. So I'll, I'll go ahead and replace the battery anyway because it's all right. Take time. care. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye bye now. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's talk to Laura. Hi there. How are you, Laura? Yes, I'm here. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um. So my okay. parents have. Have a, my parents have a 2004 Chevy Impala, and my, they were looking at getting the the mobile one has this um, annual protection. It's a synthetic oil that lasts an entire year. It says up to 15,000 miles. 
Um, they, they go about six or 7,000 miles a year. Is this something that actually would work for their vehicle? I mean, just, can you not change your oil for an entire year like that? You cannot change your oil for an entire year, providing. Mm-hmm. Do you, Laura, do you have your radio on in the background? Um, I actually am in another room. <laughs> I left. I left the other oh, okay. room where the radio. All right, is on just them. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but no, uh, you can. You know, if the manufacturer allows you to go a year, like for instance, I have a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. My Volkswagen says change the oil once a year or every 10,000 miles. On your parents' Chevy, I would say change the oil twice a year still. I don't yeah. I don't like the idea of exceeding whatever the auto manufacturer says. I don't like the idea of exceeding. I don't care what kind of oil it is. It's not a good idea to exceed the manufacturer's limit. Got it. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. Okay, thank you Thanks, so Laura. much. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's, it's always a – all right. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Yeah, it's always, it's always, you know, it's always a good idea to look in the owner's manual. And I remember years ago there was a company called Amsoil. Amsoil's still around. Uh, it's a, it's a super high quality oil product. But they used to say, you know, you can leave this oil in there for twenty five thousand miles. The only way you can do that is you need to change the filter regularly, and you need to have the oil analyzed to make sure that it's not getting contaminated with, you know, engine with other deposits from the engine it could be gasoline could be antifreeze whatever the case is so you have to be very careful about that let's take one more call here good morning you're on the card art program hello yes sir. am i on you with you hi there yeah good morning this is david uh, you you are you are oh. <laughs> today good morning, david. Anyway. um the last one there you it sounds like there's a, sounds like there's a little delay somewhere but go ahead yeah okay um uh, the last one with the oil, I had a friend who used to drive his car, just a little, add a little oil every now and then and for thousands and thousands of miles. You know, some of the oils are very good. You wouldn't want to recommend it to anybody, but you can see it can be done, you know, if she really was interested. Anyway, well, you had the fellow yeah. on there before with the, um, I guess it was the coils. What is it? The coils now are individually on each cylinder? Yep. And why the hell do In they do that? In a lot of cases, yeah. Why do they do that? What kind of an idiot does it came up uh, with that? We had it's, coils it's years more... ago. By the time you got a hundred thousand miles, maybe you'd change it just to be, you know, make sure everything was there. I mean, what what kind of crap is going yeah. on today? You know, you, you I listen to the answers you say. Well, it, what do you say with that? The... the money made on that a coil, a simple coil for crying out loud. You know, could do all well. They they have to. They do the individual coils. Yeah, they do the individual coils because it's a more accurate way to fire the plug because it's so important now that the plug gets fired. You know, think about when there was only one coil, a rotor, and a distributor cap. A little bit of wear in the way the the distributor cap and the rotor work, that's where the problem ended. That's where the problem. So they can more accurately fire, fire the spark. With yeah, the and they would adjust coils. it. That's why they do it. You could do, adjust do, does the, the, card need the positioning. Yep. Right, yeah. you'd adjust the timing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, over, but now, because of emissions regulations, yeah, yeah. But now, because of emissions regulations, they they have to do a lot more. So, And that's the yeah. reason. On the starter motor fellow there, he's got probably maybe okay. the uh, All right. well, they, impeller gear. Have him check the little impeller. If it's, if it's whirring, the thing has got enough battery to throw it out, but it's not engaging the uh, the other gears there. 
while you're down there at the place, can you yeah. ask them? Yeah, and on uh, constant velocity transmission, what is it? Have these people? You go in to ask questions, and they know nothing in these dealerships. Um, they're telling they're, they're dealing with a public that is idiotic today. It's unbelievable. They know nothing about anything. You know, ask them how that works. All right. Okay, I'll, I will. All right. Take care now. Yep. Take care. All right. Yep. Bye bye. Vladimir, have another seat here. We, we need to take a we need to take a quick break, but stay right there, and we'll be with you in just a minute. Okay. All right. If you're around my age, one of these days you'll have to begin taking required minimum distributions from your IRA. Otherwise, the IRS is going to penalize you. If you're forced to take money out, what are you going to do with that money? How will you continue to grow it for yourself and your family? What kind of legacy will you create with it? I've been an investor most of my life, and I started Tradeway to share skill sets with brothers and sisters in Christ around the country. I want you to come check out our Step 1 Start Your Journey two-day event and have a blast learning fun, realistic, and powerful information tactics that have the potential to help you get the most out of what you've spent your lifetime earning. Coming to the Aloft Boston Seaport this Friday and Saturday. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723 or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Need tires? The Sullivan Tire tradition of giving New England great value continues with the biggest tire event of the year. All of our tires are on sale. If you need tires, don't wait. Every tire we stock is on sale now. You can save even more with mail-in rebates on select brands. But hurry, this sale is only till the end of the month, and it's only at Sullivan Tire. You won't find a better place to buy tires, and we will not be beat on price. Come in today. Go Sox! Visit SullivanTire.com for details. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Effort, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. W-R-O-L Boston. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the car doctor program on AM 950 W-R-O-L, the spirit of Boston. Well, we have Vladimir Batiste with us and... We also have the we also have the boss with us here. Let's 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 uh, Vlad, you can stay you can stay there in front of your microphone. Sure. We'll we'll share a microphone here. Come on over, say hi. How are you today? I'm Robert. Hey Robert, how are you? Good. And uh, you've been here for you've been here for a while, huh? Twenty five years in uh, this past uh, January. 
And uh, and you know we were talking we were talking kind of we were doing a little history about when uh, Toyota first started to sell cars in the United States back in back in 1958. You, the Toyota sold 266 of them or something. Uh, a few more now, huh? Yeah, the original Toyota I think only went about. 30 or 40 miles an hour, too, when they started. Yeah, that's what it said. The original Toyota Pet Crown was uh, it was uh, not really meant to sell in the United States, especially in Hollywood, California, with all the hills. I can't imagine it did very well at all. Yeah, they said it shaked, and uh, it didn't do very well. Yeah. But obviously they corrected uh, and uh, moved forward. Yeah, and then they came out with the uh, Toyota Corolla and... and uh, most popular car ever sold it. Yeah, they've never looked back from that. The Corolla is still today a great value with the uh, Toyota Safety uh, Sense, and it's uh, it's got the loader standard equipment. That's what Vladimir was telling us uh, earlier. We were talking about the uh, the the safety systems in in the cars today, and uh, how you know how how so many of the Toyota products here is just all included in the car. It's just uh, which makes it which makes it nice for everybody, right, Vlad? That's absolutely yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely true. And the other thing, the other you know you're, the the. Uh, the service department here. Uh, I came in. I, I came in about seven o'clock to set up, and there was a line here. You guys, you guys have a busy service department. Yeah, service is always busy on Saturday. It's uh, from Saturday morning is uh, first on the to-do list for a lot of customers to come in and get their car serviced, and we're ready to go at seven o'clock every Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I noticed that. And the other thing I noticed around here, you got you got a couple old Toyotas kicking around. Yeah, we got a Toyota Corona, and we have a uh, 1964 Toyota Corolla. Uh, out in front uh, near service. Now, are you a car guy, too? Yeah. Uh, th- that one we traded and we repainted. Uh, the Corolla we bought, somebody called us from auction and said it was going through, and we bought it. So, uh, You got you got anything special in your garage at home? I don't, but my father has a lot of special cars up in uh, Vermont. He's got, uh, he's got a couple of Celicas. He's got a uh, AMC Pacer. Uh, we used to be an uh, AMC dealer way back when. And he used to be an AMC dealer way back when. He's got about uh, twelve cars up in his uh, garage up there. Oh, it, you know, it, it's it's you know, whenever I go to a car dealership, and that's one of the questions I ask, and it's and usually I find out for the most part there's always a little gasoline in somebody's vein somewhere in the family that that makes them enjoy enjoy the cars. So yeah, yeah, you can't help having uh, gasoline in your veins when you grow up in the car business. It's just the way it is, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely true. And uh, Vladimir here does a good job for you? Vlad does a great job. Absolutely, I love it here. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, he, he was here He was here first thing this morning, and they say he was here late last night. So yeah, sure he, he, he never gets to go home? No, well, he gets to go home. Sure he does. Yeah, of course he does. I and, sleep in the car. And for uh, and uh, and I even noticed uh, there was a uh, help wanted sign. I, I guess you guys are looking for a little bit of help in the service department. So uh, you know, for people, I think it was a, a, a sale. Uh, I don't know if it was sales or service. It was a cashier and a valet. We yeah. were looking for some yeah. help. So if somebody somebody's looking for a job, they're in the area. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Come on. Come on down. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll talk. We'll talk to Vladimir a little bit. We we almost. Almost getting to the point where we're running out of time, but uh, nice, very nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet you. Thank right. you very much. All right, thank you. Good luck, Vlad. Thank you. Thanks. Vladimir does, you know, Vladimir does all the work. So, right? <laughs> uh, we we had we had a caller call in, and he said uh, something about the uh, continually variable transmissions and how how they work. I don't think Toyota has too many CVT transmissions in there. Not too many. Not too many. I think in the uh, in the uh, 
the 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 Prius, of course, I think uses a uses a, a form of a CVT. So yeah, yeah. So, but um, is there one of of all the cars you sell? Is there one car that you just really enjoy selling more than the other? Is the Rav Four. Rav Four, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I love the yeah. Rav Four. Just fits the right size. Just the Rav Four. Just it checks everything on the checklist uh, as far as you know room. And get the all-wheel drive, affordability, fuel economy is good. Um, I just like the Rav Four because it checks yeah. off everything. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a small uh, SUV that's ten years old, and the Rav, the last Rav Four that I drove, I, after I got out of it, I said, you know, this might be my next car. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a comfortable, competent car. Not, n- not a ton of money. You're not going to go broke buying it, which is kind of nice. So, right, yeah, so true. Yeah, no, no, absolutely right. And just the idea of you know looking at looking at all the the various vehicles that Toyota has, and you know from uh, you know I I read this I read this the other day uh, I read this this morning it was part of trivia, you know in nineteen in nineteen fifty eight uh, Toyota sold two hundred eighty eight vehicles two eight two hundred eighty seven Toyota uh, Toyota Pet Crowns and one Land Cruiser, <laughs> and uh, and then. Um, now, now that's about one month for us. Yeah, and, and the Corolla, twenty-seven million Corollas sold. Twenty-seven yeah. million Corollas. So yeah. that shows you how popular a car that is. So, oh yeah. yeah, we sell so, a lot of Corollas. Corollas like the perfect entry-level car for a lot of the college kids. Yep. Um, a lot of people who just stem driving yep. don't really need a big car. Uh, the Corolla really does work for that purpose. Yeah, and some of the cars that were Scions. <laughs> Are now turning back into Toyotas, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Toyotas uh, recently changed their Scion to, you know, just just pretty much changed the emblem on the car. Yeah. Um, but a lot of features still have that Scion young feel. Yeah. Do you like um, the sports car? The oh, yeah. Scion sports car? Absolutely. Or, or what's it called now? It's a 86? GT86. Yeah. 86, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting car because oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a little it's a little Toyota, it's a little Subaru. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so, a, it's actually partnership yeah, by the two yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty neat little car. I know somebody who who wants one of those cars in the worst way, but he <laughs> he just had a, he just had a baby. And he's like, oh, I don't think so. so yeah, yeah, I don't think you can fit a, yeah, a, a yeah, baby seat yeah, in the back so, there. But. but yeah, it's one of the, but it's a car that he 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 just. Every time he sees one, he's like, "Oh, I just really want one of those cars." And, yeah. No, they're they're really they're really they're really good cars, and they're they're just uh, they're they're a lot of they're a lot of fun to drive. And and again, you know, Toyota's got that product. And you know, the the as goofy as this sounds, the one car that I'm looking for is a is a Toyota uh, Scion IQ. Oh. Remember the little tiny oh, Scion? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I have a purpose in mind for one of those. So, so you know, if you ever find one, you're kind one, of a big guy to be driving. That. I, I know, I know, I know. You know, it's like me being in a smart car. It doesn't make sense. But, but you know, if you, you know, if you ever, you know, you ever find one, you let me know. Absolutely, all right, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll keep that. You know, it's. Uh, I, I said something to my wife about a, a small car, just something to tuck away somewhere, and she, she was thinking more Miata, but I was thinking the, the IQ because it's got a little, little bit of a. You know, it's a little storage area behind the seats. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd want to drive across country. <laughs> that car is extremely practical. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's funny. When that car came out, I got an email from a woman who lived in Cambridge, and she was looking for a car, but she only had, like, her – she had a park under the stairs of her building. And she said, what kind of car can I get? And I said – and, and she looked at the smart car, but she didn't like it for whatever reason. I said, look at the IQ. I said, it's it's tiny, but yet it's got a little bit of room in it. It might work for you. Absolutely. 
Vladimir, we got to go because uh, I bet Paul Sullivan's right there behind us. But if people want to get a hold of you, you're at extension 258, right? Yeah, yeah. And they call so, my direct line, yeah, too. Vladimir Batiste uh, here at Expressway Toyota. They're at 700 Morrissey Boulevard right here in Dorchester. If you want to give them a call, 617-265-4321. Vlad's at extension 258. And I'm willing to bet Paul Sullivan's in the studio there somewhere. Paul, are you back? Paul? Paul? Mike, there. Right. Hey, there I yeah, am. Hey, there you are. You know what? Uh, microphones work better when you turn them on. Yeah, it's a funny thing about microphones. Yeah, yeah. just like any yeah. kind of electrical equipment. Yeah, Hi. you know, you know what? Do, what do they always tell you when you call up in, when your computer doesn't work? Or in your case, what did your admin tell you when your printer didn't work? Uh, it needs to have paper put into it. Or I thought it needed to be plugged in. Well, that too. No, that too, no. Yeah. I, the first day I was principal. I I think I told you this before because you brought it up. But anyway, um, first day I was principal, I was get, you get your brand new principal printer, right? So I tell the computer to print a page or two, and it, nothing's happening. So I I yell out to the secretary, you "Better call the uh, the repair guys because this printer doesn't work." She prances in with you know a ream of paper, puts it in, hits the button, and there you go. There you go. Printers work hey, better a when they are plugged in, and b oh. when there's paper in them. There you go. And we missed you the last couple of weeks. I felt you... sick and sick? Then sicker, and then I got uh, I got a double whammy. We don't need to bore the listeners with what was wrong, but I, I had no. My voice is just now coming back, um, and it's it's not all there yet. So I'll shut up when I do my broadcast. There you go. But, uh, well, but yeah, I, I said that I was uh, bringing this up to Pat and Carol and Santos, and said, you know the the biggest day of the year, and I can't be there. So and. Stands to reason. It's, it's okay. We talked about you. I know. That's yeah. good, though. Yeah. You should. <laughs> hey, we got to get going. The very best in Irish music is coming up with Paul Sullivan in the Irish Hit Parade. He's going to play more music and do less talk because he's right. saving his voice. He's saving his voice for being principal. We'll be, we'll <laughs> be back next week. Until then, make sure you wear your seatbelt. Drive safely. Be good to your car. Vladimir, say goodbye to the audience. Thanks for having me. Goodbye, guys. All right. That was Vladimir Batiste, certified sales consultant here at Expressway Toyota. If you're looking for a car, give him a call at extension 256, 258, I'm sorry. Until next week, wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. Talk to you all then. Bye-bye.